0: Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast for Book 11, Chapter 27. Pierre is said to be close to mad in this chapter. What might what might calling Pierre mad foreshadow for the plans he's formulating? What do you think will come of the plans? What is the significance of Macar seizing the pistol just as the troops arrive? I don't know, but it doesn't seem good, does it? Macar's the madman here and troops are coming and the madman has a gun. Wait, no. Was it... Ma- no. The madman had the gun. Didn't McCarr grab it off the guy that was going all crazy? Oh, I don't know. We'll find out. Twisted Every Way says, Wow, Pierre has lost it. He's still on the assassinate Napoleon track. I really hope he snaps out of it, because that doesn't seem a likely or excellent prospect. Yeah, not his best idea, I would say. The old try to assassinate a extremely well-protected emperor. Anyway, quick one tonight, so let's read. Chapter 28. Pierre, having decided that until he had carried out his design, he would disclose neither his identity nor his knowledge of French, stood at the half-open door of the corridor, intending to conceal himself as soon as the French entered. But the French entered, and still Pierre did not retire. An incredibly, incredible curiosity kept kept him there. There were two of them. One was an officer, a tall, soldierly handsome man, and the other, evidently a private or an orderly, sunburned, short and thin, with sunken cheeks cheeks, and a dull expression. The officer walked in front, leaning on a stick and slightly limping. When he advanced a few steps, he'd stopped, having apparently decided that these were good quarters. Uh, turned round to the soldiers standing at the entrance and in a loud voice of command ordered them to put up the horses. Having done that, the officer, lifting his elbow with a smart gesture, stroked his moustache and lightly touched his hat. Bonjour, les compagnies," said he gaily, smiling and looking about him. Good day, everybody. No one gave any reply. Ves la bourgeoise? Are you the master here? The officer asked Gerasim. Gerasim gazed at the officer with an alarmed and inquiring look. Quartier, courtier lodgement, said the officer, looking down at the little man with a condescending and good natured smile. Les Francois sont de bon enfant, de quibble voyons, ne nous pas mon vieux. Quarters, quarters, lodgings. The French are good fellows. What the devil? They don't. "'There, don't let us be cross, old fellow,' added he, clapping the scared and silent Gerasim on the shoulder. "'Well, does no one speak French in this establishment?' he asked again in French. Looking round and meeting Pierre's eyes, Pierre moved away from the door. Again the officer turned to Gerasim and asked him to show him the rooms in the house. "'Master, not here. Don't understand. Me, you,' said Gerasim, trying to render his words more comprehensible by contorting them. Still smiling, the French officer spread out his hands before Gerasim's nose, imitating, intimating, sorry, that he did not understand him either, and moved, limping to the door at which Pierre was standing. Pierre wished to go away and conceal himself, but at that moment, he saw Makar Eliksevich appearing at the open kitchen door with a pistol in his hand. With a madman's cunning, Makar Eliksevich eyed the Frenchman, raised his pistol, and took aim. Board them! yelled the tipsy man, trying to press the trigger, hearing the yell, the officer turned round, and at the same moment Pierre threw himself on the drunkard. just when Pierre snatched at the struck snatched at and struck up the pistol. Makar Alexsevitch at last got his fingers on the trigger. There was a deafening report, and all were enveloped in a cloud of smoke. The Frenchman turned pale and rushed to the door. Forgetting his intention of concealing his knowledge of French, Pierre snatching away the pistol and throwing it down, ran up to the officer and addressed him in French. "'You are not wounded?' he asked. "'I think not,' answered the Frenchman, feeling himself over. "'But I have a very—had a lucky escape this time,' he added, pointing to the damaged plaster of the wall. "'Who is that man?' said he, looking sternly at Pierre. "'I am really in despair at what has occurred,' said Pierre, rapidly, quite forgetting the part he had intended to play is an unfortunate madman who did not know what he was doing. The officer went up to Makar Alexevich and took him by the collar. Makar Alexevich was standing with parted lips, swaying as if about to fall asleep as he leaned against the wall. Brigand, you shall pay for this, said the Frenchman, letting go of him. We French are merciful after victory, but we do not pardon traitors, he added, with a look of gloomy dignity and a fine, energetic gesture. Pierre continued in French to persuade the officer not to hold that drunken imbecile to account. The Frenchman listened in silence with the same gloomy expression, but suddenly turned to Pierre with a smile. For a few seconds he looked at him in silence, his handsome face assumed a melodramatically gentle expression, and he held out his hand. You have saved my life. You are French, said he. For a Frenchman, that deduction was indubitable. Only a Frenchman could perform a great deed, and to save his life, the life of M. Rambal, captain of the 13th Light Regiment, was undoubtedly a very great deed. But however indubitable that conclusion and the officer's conviction based upon it, Pierre felt it necessary to disillusion him. I'm Russian, he said quickly. Tut, tut, tut. Tell that to others, said the officer, waving his finger before his nose and smiling. You shall tell me all about that presently. I'm delighted to meet a compatriot. Well... And what are we to do with this man, he added, addressing himself to Pierre as to a brother. Even if Pierre were not a Frenchman, having once received that loftiest of human appellations, he could not renounce it, said the officer's look and tone. In reply to his last question, Pierre again explained who Makar Alexievitch was and how just before their arrival the drunken imbecile had seized the loaded pistol, which they had not had time to recover from him, and begged the officer to let the deed go unpunished. The Frenchman expanded his chest and made a majestic gesture with his arm. You have saved my life. You are French. You ask his pardon, I grant it to you. Lead that man away, said he quickly and energetically, and taking the arm of Pierre, whom he had promoted to be a Frenchman for saving his life, he went with him into the room. The soldiers in the yard, hearing the shot, came into the passage asking what had happened and expressed their readiness to punish the culprits but the officer sternly checked it then. You will be called in when you are wanted, he said. The soldiers went out again, and the orderly, who had meanwhile had time to visit the kitchen, came up to his officer. Captain, there is soup and a leg of mutton in the kitchen, said he. Shall I serve them up? Yes, and some wine, answered the captain. All right, there we go. There's a chapter for you. Pierre, an honorary French person because he saved a French person's life. Very cool. All right, have a chit-chat on the subreddit, and I'll see you tomorrow.